0: This show is an encore presentation of the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. Hope you enjoy this second helping. I got that sunshine in my pocket. got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh. It's great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, inviting you to eat, drink, and be merry with us. We're going to talk with you about our stuffed burger ideas. We have lots of them. We want to talk about special hot dogs and what to do with those hot dog rolls that make your hot dogs sensational. Shrimp rolls, we want to tell you about what appetizers would be fun, what to drink. Rose goes with everything. My BLT <laughs> potato salad, a burger, a stuffed burger I made up, I can't wait to tell you about. It. Okay, my treasured food buddies are here. Senior contributor, Chris Brosberry and our senior producer. Robin Doyon Aiken. Hey, Hey. everybody. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July. It's time for the shopping and the getting.
3: And the fireworks. And the fireworks. (laughs) I know, that is
0: my favorite thing. Although I keep promising I'm going to go to Canada. We think that Boston is the most spectacular. Mm -hmm. In Canada, they have a kind of Olympics of fireworks. It's a world competition. Oh, People wow. come from all over the world to compete. And these are fireworks like you have never seen in your life, I'm I told. no idea. So we have to all yeah. do that. someday. schmooze road trip, another one. Okay. Can we get right to the stuffed burgers because these are so much fun. Chris, what's your idea for
1: this 4th of July? You know, there's so many. I'm a straight up caramelize some onions.
3: I like this first, already. Yeah,
1: I caramelize some <laughs> onions first and then I take some bacon and I crisp it up and then I fold that into my hamburger meat with no. a little bit of Worcestershire sauce and that's my stuffed burger. Oh. I just, oh. Let, right, but can we sh- talk okay,
0: about yeah. – just tell me your technique for getting it into the burger. So when you say I fold it into my burger, logistics <laughs> yes. exactly. All right. so
1: you yes, do it. One of the methods, and I don't do this with this burger, but I do this with other things, is you take your hamburger and put it on a, a cutting board or a piece of plastic on top of a cutting board and really make it nice and thin. So press it till it's about a half an inch.
0: It's sitting on a piece of plastic. Yeah, but
1: make it twice the size as you would a regular burger, about a half an inch. And then you take your filling and you put it in one big clump in the middle of that and you fold it over so it literally is Stuffed in the middle. That's one way. So it way looks to
0: do like it. a taco shell? Yeah,
1: so it looks like, but you can then make it into a nice round hamburger, okay, okay. but it's filled in the middle. With my hamburger and caramelized onion, I like to mix it all in. Does that make sense? So it's not like a pocket in the hmm. middle. It's actually mixed throughout the hamburger. Oh, so,
0: meatloaf style. So
1: mo- meatloaf style.
0: Oh, I like right? that. So, but either way, you can do it. Okay, so that comes to a burger that I want to try, and I'm just going to make it up on the spot. Ground turkey. Ooh. and then chorizo okay and mix those two together oh yeah mm-hmm. so because turkey ground turkey needs a lot of help yeah. so that's good right there then i'm going to toast fennel seeds nice and i'm going to sprinkle those into the meat also yeah, yeah. and then i'm going to roast some fennel with a little olive oil then chop it up and mix that meatloaf style into the meat, nice. too. That sounds so, so good. Because that turkey can dry out. Yeah,
1: but the mm-hmm. chorizo, but keep with it the right the chorizo on.
0: a little bit. So I'm going to mix it all together like that and then on the bun. So it's going to be a turkey chorizo fennel burger.
4: I like mm. that one. Mm. Yep. And
0: with the toasted seeds in there, you're going to get a little bit of crunch inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had been thinking maybe I'll just toast the seeds and then coat the outside of the burger with the fennel seeds, but I'm a little I afraid of like on the grill. Yeah, yeah. I like they mixing might burn it in. Okay. I'm just yeah, I'm making it up. And that's the thing about stuffed yeah. burgers that you can do. All right, mm-hmm. Robin, what, what's your favorite?
3: I love the classic gorgonzola stuffed burger. No. It's <clears throat> you think of it as something that you would get in the restaurant, yeah. but this is one that you can actually make at home. Not intimidating at all. And do you mix it in with the meat? Or do you
0: do that thing where you make the burger the way Chris said, put the gorgonzola in the center? I
3: like to put it in the center because I love that surprise bite you get a little bit as you're making your way around the burger. So oh, that, that's that my good.
1: So mm-hmm. So I got a method, and I'm not a big fan, but I do own one of these. It's called a burger press. Have you ever seen it? It's yeah. a little plastic round disc, and it's to make a formed burger. But to make what <laughs> is called the perfect stuffed burger, you start with that bottom part that's the hollowed out, you know, the cup-looking thing. And you take about three-quarters, maybe a little bit less of your hamburger meat that you're going to put in one hamburger, and you press it in the bottom and around the sides like you're making a pie.
0: Uh-huh. with your hamburger, okay.
1: then you would take a nice – your gorgonzola, your crumbled gorgonzola and you would line it right down the middle so you'd have this layer of gorgonzola and then you could do something else mm. too or just do gorgonzola and then you take the last quarter or third of your hamburger and put it on top and then you do a little press with the top. Then it's not like a pocket as it is just a full layer of gorgonzola in the middle. It's, it's like the a one, burger it's, sandwich. It's, it's yeah, double it's, it's the reason I bought <laughs> yeah. the burger press. And then think about it. You could take slices of bacon.
3: <laughs> well, I decided right? my burger needs some of those caramelized onions you were talking oh, about yeah. earlier. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't That's that what, be good yeah. with your gorgonzola? Mm-hmm. That needs to be on top. That's mm. what makes it a kind of restaurant-style burger. Yeah. For people who are trying to get more
0: vegetables into their mm. meals in, or use a little bit less meat... We see so many companies now coming out with their superior burger in New York City and lots of others where they have worked. Scientists are working on creating a burger that is either half meat or no meat but actually bleeds the way a burger yeah. does when you, you know when you chew you 're using beet juice to create that texture' is still not quite right, but they 're working on it i 'm just thinking now this calls for improvisation. What could we do if you want to use half the meat and get more vegetables in and maybe not even mention it to anybody? What would you do? Well, mushrooms
3: for sure, right? Because they're the meatiest vegetable growing.
0: Very good idea.
1: I am totally into the 50-50 burger. And that's 50% burger meat and 50% vegetables.
0: What vegetables would come to mind and how are you
1: treating them? So I treat my vegetables just like I treat my beef. I grind it. But if you don't have a grinder, let's just pick some vegetables that I think would go together. Let's do red pepper, onion, and some mushrooms take those ingredients and I would put them in the grinder and grind it with the meat the if food I was doing Or if you don't have a grinder, use a food processor. So you have your hamburger already ground. So if you bought store-bought ground beef, right, take uh, 50% of that and then you take 50% of vegetables that you put in the food processor and just chop, chop, chop up until it's nice and fine. And then you just fold it together. They're not cooked. You just not leave cooked, them uncooked. raw. Mm-hmm. Yes, raw vegetables. I've done carrots. I've done celery. I've I've done zucchini, I've done beets. It doesn't even matter, especially if you have a little hand grinder or a grinder you can attach to your KitchenAid. Then you can just send your vegetables right through the grinder, right into the bowl with the ground beef and mix it right in. It's a great way oh. to sneak your mm-hmm. vegetables in if you have kids. And it's a great way to eat a really, really good burger. If you want to eat a big burger but you're watching your weight or you don't want that much fat, you don't go to a 95% meat, 5% fat burger because those are really dry. Mm -hmm. You just get regular ground beef and you mix it 50% with vegetables and it's win-win.
3: How about chickpeas? I mean, no, sure. it's not a vegetable, but... black
1: beans, yeah, chickpeas, yeah. grind or put in the food processor, mm-hmm. just about anything you can think of.
0: Yeah, you're on your way to a vegetarian burger. Remember on the show years ago, we had a competition mm-hmm. here and we all tried yep. making vegetarian burgers to see if we could come up with a texture that was pleasing. And we used lots of techniques. We used nuts because it gave you that feeling of chew. We used uh, every kind of vegetable imaginable. I used an Indian masala sauce to flavor the chickpeas. It was really fun. That was fun. And, so-
1: and that's how I got to this. I got to this because every time I eat a good veggie burger, I keep thinking, you know what would make this a little better? Some ground beef. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but but what, is it, what is it you're looking for with that ground
1: beef? It's the flavor. Yeah. It's not the chew chip- Because we've created, and especially yours, because I remember yours had everything texturally that a hamburger has. It's just missing the meat. Uh It makes
3: it that burger
1: essence. Yes, that taste. And you don't need a lot of meat.
0: Remember the guy who was on the show who was talking about chili with us? Yeah, Rob Walsh. Rob Walsh. Walsh. And he said that little trick where he said if you're making a vegetarian chili and you put something yeasty in it, it tastes exactly like it has meat. Was he talking about Marmite, the jars of Marmite? Yep. So you put a little bit yep. of some kind of yeast mm-hmm. that's in a jar and mm-hmm. into the meat or the st- vegetarian stew, and it somehow mimics the taste of beef. So mm-hmm. anyway, we'll see. So we're celebrating the 4th of July here on the show. I'm with Robin Doyon Aiken, Chris Prosperi. How about drinks for the fourth of July? If you drink alcohol, I just really think that a very chilled rose goes with everything. If mm-hmm. it's hamburgers, hot dogs, <laughs> potato salad, <laughs> shrimp roll I'm gonna talk about in just a second. It just goes with everything. Deviled yeah. eggs. And it's festive.
1: It's festive, but you mm-hmm. know, it's know so what? It's pretty in the glass. But you know what I go do on the fourth of July? Is cold beer. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. But you know what? There's so many now. Recently, I walked into a little bar kind of restaurant in Torrington, Connecticut, and I had happened into what they did was a tap takeover. And I was just blown out of the water. There were six or seven different Connecticut breweries. They took over all their taps. And you got to sample all this Connecticut beer. And I'm like, ah. And I ended up going to the package store a couple days later and picking up some of them.
0: Yeah, it's really, really, we beer made
1: mm-hmm.
0: such progress. Let's switch over to hot dogs. I'm really careful about hot dogs because that is where the mad cow stuff can really get involved. And so I try <laughs> to pay really close attention about how hot dogs are made. Chris, your favorites, we've talked about this in the past.
1: So many.
0: I mean, where you trust how they're made. Yes,
1: in Connecticut. So if you're going to Worry about hot dogs and the stuff that's in it. Do what we do with a lot of our food is buy from a local guy, from a local company, and we have some of the best hot dogs I think in the country here in Connecticut. Right here in New Haven, we have Hummel, and they make probably my favorite hot dog on earth, which is their big red hot, which is a oh. spicy <laughs> hot dog. Oh my God! You have to cut it in half; it could be for two people. Anyway, that's a great. And hot
0: those product. are fun. Hummel makes a regular one too.
1: Yeah, they make the skinless, all natural, whatever. They have great hot dogs. And then in Hartford, we have Muckies. And Muckies, oh my god, those are my favorite grilling hot dog. Oh, they're – Flavor or Snap. Snap. Oh <laughs> my god, they're the best on the girl. And then we have Groton Weagle which is in Bloomfield yeah. which we almost lost. That was saved. And now, oh my god, I love their hot dogs. I, I love hot dogs. So, but yeah, so I think
3: about local, local food. Local. I do not think about hot dogs. So I'm so glad that you're telling me oh, that. Oh my god. I have and, no idea. and then in,
1: and then you have these Polish uh, places in New Britain that make kielbasa. They're branching oh. out and making hot dogs. So really? we Fantastic. literally have some of the best hot dogs on the planet here okay. in
0: Connecticut. So <laughs> Here's my thing about the hot dogs. I promise you, you will win five stars doing one thing in advance. And here's what it is. Get the flat-sided rolls. And if you can only find the round side ones, cut them Mm -hmm. so that there's some part that's flat. But here's the trick. If you put them on the grill, you can't control them. You want to take the butter out ahead of time so the butter gets soft and its room temperature. Before the guests arrive... I butter each side of the flat sided roll. That's a yeah. New England style, yeah. style yeah. roll. I yep. haven't even started cooking yet. Yeah, and yeah, I do yeah. this for any oh. kind of hot dog roll shrimp, no matter lobster, whatever mm-hmm. it's in. There. So butter both sides of it, put
1: it into a saute pan. Oh, so you make like a grilled cheese kind of way out of it, right? No, I
0: just brown both sides in the frying oh. pan where I can control it. Yep. It doesn't matter if they, in the end they're room temperature. Yeah, no. Then I put them on a tray, I bring them outside, I start cooking the, hamb- <sighs> the hot, uh, dogs. hot dogs. And then I slip them into each one of these rolls. Well, the hot dog itself is hot. So, you know, no one's going, oh, my God, it's a cold roll. All they taste
3: is that butter. The toasty. That
0: buttery toasty outside that is still crunchy. That's the secret to just killer
1: hot dogs. I am the hot dog king. It is my favorite, (laughs) literally my favorite food in the world. And when I do hot dogs at home, like Fourth of July kind of thing, I do a hot dog bar. So I'll get two or three different kinds of hot dogs, all, all, local, all local hot dogs. So you can try – and like I said, the Red Hot is one of them I have to get and then I get one of the Muckies and one of the Wiggles and then I grill them all. I'm going to do from now on what you do with the rolls because I usually try to get them on the grill and the smoke and the fire and the butters on. So I'm going to do that. But then I do a toppings bar. So I do some sauerkraut that I've heated up in the kitchen. I do a meat sauce, which is just ground Mm -hmm. beef with some tomatoes and spices. And Mm -hmm. then I do a a relish. Oh, yeah. I do a couple different kinds of mustard, some ketchup. And then I have a raw onion and jalapenos. And I put all that stuff out. (gasps) I love this
3: as and an And then people idea. just yeah. make
1: hops their own hot dog and makes their own. And it's like going to a hot dog shack. Oh, I love, love that it.
3: idea. Speaking of hot dog shacks, mm-hmm. I happen to live about one minute away from Blackie's hot dogs.
1: Oh, I'm jealous. Which
3: they are always on the list of the best hot dogs in the country. So one of my favorite things to do is go to Blackie's, get a box of like, you order just 10 hot dogs. They put them in a box with some bags of chips and we head over to the park. So Blackie's in Cheshire, right near the highway, it is a hot dog destination. They are And really simple. I mean, they're not fancy or anything. They're just... The ultimate hot dog. You know what? It's both hot dog and then some kind of
0: seasoned grill. For instance, if I have a choice of how to do a hot dog, it really isn't on the grill outside. It's splitting it down the middle and pan frying it so that the butter caramelizes the inside as well as the outside. That's my idea of a That's hot dog. That's the
1: best hot dog. It's done on a flat top, on a big flat top. They grill the hot dog on it, and then the buttered yes. bun goes right next to it, yes. and the onions go right next <laughs> the to best. it. Oh. I need a big, giant thing Let's in my go. house like that. <laughs> Blackies, yeah. here we go. Well, we just get a
0: grill like that for indoors. Yeah, yeah. That's what I need. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take um, a short break right here and then keep talking with you. About Fourth of July possibilities. Of course, you could use these ideas for any weeknight or weekend. More mouth watering conversation and fun ahead on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. I hope you will make a charitable contribution to Feed the Hungry. We're online now at foodschmooze.org. Where's your favorite hot dog place? We'll be right back.
3: You just got and live.
1: Beans and cornbread Beans and cornbread Beans and cornbread Beans and cornbread had a fight Beans knocked cornbread out of sight Cornbread said, now that's alright Meet me on the corner tomorrow night i be ready
0: i <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do you want us to send the show to you so you can listen anytime you want? Really, it's called a podcast, <laughs> uh, technically, but that's really what it is. And if you would like that, just go to our site, org and you'll see podcast sign up. Mm-hmm. And you just put in, you know, where you want it sent. And that's it. It just comes to you. And that's really how most people listen now, kind of on demand. So um happy to do it. I am with my treasured food buddy for this segment, and that is, wine broker Mark Raymond, who lives in Wethersfield, Connecticut. And he's got a wine that we've talked about on the show before, but we think is so perfect for this 4th of July celebration and really throughout the entire summer and winter, by the way, because we're drinking rosé now. This is a dry rosé, pink in the glass. This is the bargain of the century. And it is one of the best rosés I've ever had. And it's $10. $10.
4: It's a Go great tell deal. Me, tell me. So it, the name of the wine is Finca El Origen. Origin. And it's Rose of Malbec. It's the 2016 vintage, fresh.
0: Rose of Malbec means Malbec grapes.
4: Malbec grapes, yep, that they first press and then they get very little skin contact. So you just get a little bit of that color from the red grape. It bleeds into it, but it's light, light pink. In the glass, it is so. Gorgeous
0: looking, you know. We love wines, and we try a millions of wines. So Absolutely, we're, we, you know. We yeah. we like every kind of wine. It doesn't have to be fancy or fussy. Or, but because we try so many, when we all look at each other, stop talking, and say, "Oh my God, are you kidding me?" I Ten dollars, and I this know. is one of the best rosés I've ever
4: had. And I love for this time <laughs> of year when everybody's out there grilling, and you know, you don't want that heavy bread, but you want something that has some weight to it. And that's what this rose of Malbec uh-huh. has. Richness. It has some richness and it can stand up to beef and Hot pork and, and lamb on the grill and, and hamburgers. Grilled food. Yeah. Grilled yeah, chicken. Oh and All like, that this good thing stuff. I'm gonna talk
0: about. This Exactly. This, you know, oh, yeah. shrimp roll. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it would be great with that. So we've got that wine and a picture of it. I post at our site, Finca El Origen, as we would say here, and it's honestly around $10 a bottle.
4: $10 a bottle.
0: And we give you the information to say at your wine store, or you can shoot them over the picture, or you could see lots of times the uh, fluchmo shelf talkers are up in all the stores. Absolutely. And you see, oh, there's that wine. Anyway... Mark, I want to talk to you because at this time of year, for this holiday especially, people go to tradition. Oh, yeah. And, Robin, I don't know what your tradition is at at your house with the kids and with Steve. You've got a very special oven. I want to talk with you about that and, Robin, with your tradition. But I wanted to just give an idea for a food A choice. If you're not doing hamburgers and hot dogs and all that, and you don't want to do the lobster roll, which can be very expensive, or you just say, Oh, I always do that. I'd rather go to a place and have it there. Right. It is so easy to make a roll that I make at my house all the time a corn, shrimp, and bacon roll. On occasion, Uh, I add chunks of avocado. Again, the New England flat-sided roll. Mm -hmm. Butter it. This is ahead of making the roll. Butter it, toast the sides in a pan, and then set all those rolls aside. I don't do it on the grill. Because sometimes it gets a little burned and right. so you can control it in the pan and melt the butter in the pan and then flip both sides those golden brown buttery right set those rolls aside and then I prepare this salad of I'd fried up some bacon, oh just good. crispy <laughs> and then some corn off the cob, you know slice oh, yeah. it off the cob fresh corn on the cob, yep, and then. Sometimes I'll mix it with a little bit of yogurt and a touch of mayonnaise. People don't want it to be too rich or they don't, can't have it, mayonnaise. Right. Other times I will mix it with regular mayonnaise, salt and pepper, Mm -hmm. a little bit of – toss in some chunked avocado, the corn, the shrimp, and sprinkle it with bacon or toss it in. Red onion? A little – that's it. A little red onion or sometimes on the top at the very end before serving, just dice up some chives and sprinkle it right across the top. That corn, shrimp, bacon, maybe avocado roll (sighs) is – it really, it's a delicious. That thing. sounds awesome. It's a delicious.
4: <laughs> thing. Uh, that sounds and that rosé would be perfect with it.
0: What, it would. It would huh? be
4: absolutely. Perfect
0: what is it with about that. the rosé that goes with everything? It
4: just. It's a very versatile wine. Even the
0: steak, it cuts it's, the fat in the yeah, steak. Yeah,
4: it's got acidity. It's got flavor. Yeah, and it and it hangs on the palate. It just kind of sits out there and just it refreshes you too because you chill it down. So, Robin, what's your tradition at your
0: house? Is there one thing you do on Fourth of July weekend? You know, if we don't do the chowder, everybody. Gonna be mad.
3: What what (laughs) we always smoke something and then we also grill, so we'll smoke ribs usually. With um, Steve makes an awesome barbecue sauce with plum, and and it's got some heat to it actually, too. So we'll do like a plum barbecue sauce and then like a traditional, really. You have a smoker. We do. We have a little smoker. and It's the best. I know. Was it hard to learn
0: to do? I've never smoked anything.
3: Well, there is a little bit of a learning curve. I can't say that the first few times we used it, you know, we would time things and say, like, oh, this is going to be ready in, like, eight hours. It's going to smoke for eight hours. And then, you know, there were some times at, like, 1030 at night Steve was still going out (laughs) to the smoker (laughs) and being frustrated because it wasn't ready yet. Or, you know, you have to keep the temperature at a certain level. Oh, that's the toughest part, yeah. Yeah. The temperature. Once you do it a few times, like give yourself a whole summer to learn how to do this right. And then that next summer... Ah, it's just all good. good queen. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That
4: sounds good. Take it right into the, the fall ribs, and the winter, too. Just right?
0: Now I want ribs. Now I... it's in my mind. Okay. <laughs> I just have to say the word ribs to me, and I think, oh, that's one of the best things. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, to go to your tradition, Mark Raymond, Mark has a wood fire oven that he's built into his man cave. <laughs> it's a gorgeous man cave, by the way. Go ahead. Tell me what this is. And all right. So done.
4: the traditional Argentine barbecue <laughs> is a wood-fired grill. They call it a parrilla. It's an open pit with, you know, a chimney and then a grate that actually is on a crank. So it lowers. The grate can go down really low to the coals or start up really high. Did you buy the whole unit? The metal parts I brought back from Argentina. But you can oh. get those online now if you you look up parrillas and I think there's... How a, do
0: you spell that?
4: P-A-R-R-I-L-L-A. Parilla. 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 Okay. Parilla. So... You've got this, uh, this open pit. You start by making the coals, and you, you never cook over the flames. You, you let the wood burn down. So this is wood
0: charcoal? wood,
4: or You could use wood, or you can use wood charcoal, whichever you what prefer. What do you use? I use actual hardwood. I use maple, oak. Sometimes mm. I use a little ash. Sometimes I get lucky and get some apple wood or cherry wood. So
0: you just start a fire.
4: I start a big like campfire in this pit. And the, the grate's really high up. And then I let everything cook down. I push the push the fire over to the, the back corner. And then I scoop out little, little, like scoop out coals and I put it onto one side of the grill.
0: You have a device that kind of scrapes it forward?
4: a little shovel. Yeah. That I'll pull the, f- the coals you- out and I'll lay it into an area where I lower the grill down. Oh. And then oh. I start at one level. And as the meat progresses and cooks, I start lowering, lowering, lowering and get it farther down by the fire. And so our typical uh, Argentine barbecue, which we'll do on the 4th of July, will consist of sausage, blood sausage, oh. um, sweet breads. Sometimes if we're lucky, we have a little entraño, which is the skirt steak, and then we do beef short ribs. You know, a little bit of all of that, wow. depending on how many people you have. Mm. And the wood flavor Cooking you know, meats over a wood what fire, is it? You, you get the smoky flavors that you would get sort of like from a smoker, but then you also just get this wonderful cooking texture to the outside, a little crispiness, mm. and then we always like things a little on the juicy side. I prefer my meats cooked medium, but if you cook things well done here, and you do it slowly and over time, which is what they do in Argentina, they love to cook everything well done. But that's the only mm. place I've ever eaten well-done meat where I actually enjoy it because it's juicy. Mm-hmm. Here, when we cook well-done, it's like shoe leather. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people that can do it here, but it's, it's just it's really interesting. I think it has to do with the marbling of the meat down there as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's um, something about a steak cooked over a wood fire oh, that so is delicious. unbeatable. I mean, charcoal is a wonderful thing. sure, But really over wood is if you haven't tried this uh, there are restaurants that specialize in this I would say encourage you to try it at a restaurant and then you can decide if you want to do it at home you certainly can make a wood fire in a Weber grill
4: absolutely you know so
0: you don't have to have this amazing thing that Mark has at his house my brother-in-law Bruce I had a ranch in Colorado and he had this old school you know with a crank Uh, Oh, sure. And he would do his stakes, and everybody in town practically would come because Bruce was going to do stakes. He would walk all over the property and gather up cottonwood branches. Ooh. And apparently, there is something about cottonwood as a fuel for a wood fuel for. Steaks you're doing yeah. that is astonishing. I had these steaks and they were like fall to your knees delicious. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you, you oh, can now, in this that. world we're in, order cotton kinds wood. of woods yeah, yeah. online. And so if, if anybody
4: wants, I'm going to have to look branch. that up. Yeah.
0: What about grape vines? Don't people sometimes oh, yeah. tell me how that works? The vineyards,
4: uh, they take in the uh, early spring, I think it is, they go through and they cut everything back. And instead of throwing it away, now you see they're cutting it up, and they're using it for fires, using it for fuel, and then now cooking with them, cooking uh-huh. with grapevines, uh-huh. which is kind of cool. Yeah. That is really cool. I haven't experienced it, but I've seen it on video. I definitely want to try that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I I forgot to tell all of you that I wanted to do a fire pit, and that can be an expensive venture. And I thought, wait a minute. I don't even know if, if the fire pit's going to be my thing. Right. So I want to try. It. And I thought, what could I do? I bought a Weber. There you go. Kind of a decent size one. Took the legs right off. Set it on a you know a pad of bricks. Yeah. Put bricks all around it. Oh my gosh. And threw wood into it. Put chairs all around in a circle, and there you go. I have an instant fire pit. <laughs> there you, you have go. You one. I hacked one. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how the ash comes out the bottom and everything? Is so perfect. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It was like well nine, ninety-nine dollars.
4: I love a few, it. A few
0: bucks for the bricks.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bricks are cheap. Come on. Yeah. That is hysterical. So, so on a
0: cool night, we're all set. Or on a real mosquito-y night. You know, yeah. Got, it's just pretty to look at. It's, it's like 4,000 degrees. Not exactly what you want to do. But if you want one for when it starts to get cooler. I love it. it. It's, yeah, really, I it's a great it. way to, to try to see if you like it. Cool um, idea. So what's your dessert, go-to dessert for Fourth of July?
4: Well, my wife makes an amazing flan. Break out the dulce de leche and whipped cream and oh. put it right on top of oh. there. And, oh, it's perfect.
0: What's the secret to her flan? You
4: know? <sighs> I, well, <it's>, it, she <laughs> I puts like, it in the double boiler. <laughs> I like, yeah, like That sounded, like I make, yeah. no, that sounded I just watched, like
0: chimney Glick. <laughs> <I> What's <watched> the <laughs>
4: secret watched, to her flan? I watch her a lot, but I never got it. No, she, um, <laughs> she puts it in the double boiler. She uses eggs. Sometimes she'll put cream cheese into it, and that just makes it a little bit more fluffy. Wow. Good stuff.
0: A lot of French chefs are discovering that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they are. Well, asking, <laughs> asking people to bring over suitcases of it so really? they can use it. Yeah, there is no cream cheese in France. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they bring the Philadelphia, they call it. Philadelphia. That's Philadelphia. what they call it in
4: Argentina. They call it Philadelphia. <laughs> like it's I'm a like, delicacy. That's cream cheese. <laughs> yeah, but it's Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um so uh one of my favorite things on Fourth of July is potato salad and I just love to do a BLT potato salad. Mm. Oh yeah. Where I use iceberg lettuce and chop it up and because it's got a real body to it and crunch to it. Right, right. Do the regular potatoes with a regular mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and then I throw in tons and tons of crumbled up crisp bacon <sighs> that I've mm. you know made.
4: We love bacon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean you have to make at least. We a do love bacon, uh, and then cherry tomatoes cut in half. Oh, that's so awesome. it's a real BLT potato salad, and, and then uh, you could do red potatoes or whatever potatoes you normally like in your potato yeah. salad. And so you you take bites of the you know what's coming up in the fork is a piece of potato and the. Uh, oh, salt I and pepper that. mayonnaise and a little bit of tom- it's cherry tomato too. and a lot of bacon. And if you want, you can put in some red onion. Because you know how potato yeah, salad yeah.
4: needs a little bit of red onion. Yeah. yeah. So I put can. I put red onion on my BLT. So have some fun. Yeah. You do? Oh yeah, I love it. Oh wow. I love I've never red done onion that. On everything.
3: Mary yeah. doesn't love it, but No. <laughs> she doesn't love no, she putting doesn't the onions care. on a BLT, but
4: <laughs> No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well don't forget too, at my house to get back to the dessert idea just for a second. On Fourth of July, you have to have s'mores. I mean, oh, my yeah. kids—that's what they look forward to. They don't even care so much about the ribs; they're just they- eating it to get to the s'mores. <laughs>
4: yeah, get me to the s'mores. Where's yes.
0: your fire? Where,
3: we do you- set up a little fire pit in the backyard. <gasps> Yep. You we, could, yep, you like grill. Sit
4: there. Oh, yeah. As
3: soon as the sun goes down, the fire goes up. You know, you could use a hibachi. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Make a wood fire pit. Yeah.
4: It's one of my all-time favorites, the hibachi. The hibachi is you the best. You put it in the back of the car. Back of you the car, take it to the to beach. To the
0: beach, yeah.
4: Remember the little oh. parking places that you would have? Oh, yeah. That you would pull off on the side of the <laughs> yes. road on the way to the beach?
0: Yeah. yeah. I had oh, a hibachi God. in my car forever. <sighs>
3: It's a totally thing. And the funny thing was
4: you'd have yeah. to sit there and you'd have to wait for it to cool down before yes. you could actually drive away. Oh, I know. <laughs> so and the conversations, like you'd play hide and seek with your brothers and sisters. People come
0: wandering over. Oh, yeah. When you're on the beach. You know, Good what are you stuff. doing? We're making a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some wine. We have more 4th of July celebration coming your way here on the Food Schmooze. We love the local. Please support your local food growers and food makers. And for on-demand podcast delivery of this show every week, go to foodschmooze.org. And we'll be right back. This is the Food Schmooze Party, offering the richness of life and coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the East End of Long Island, and the Hamptons, of course. The senior producer is Robin Doyon-Akin. And to hear this show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Podcasts and our curated recommendations are always online at foodschmooze.org. Talk with us on Facebook too. Search Faith Middleton Foodschmooze. All right, my buddies are here, as you know Alex Province, Chris Prosperi, Mark Raymond, and Robin Doyan Aiken. We're going kind of crazy on Fourth of July stuff. Of course, it, all the weekends around that count too. We did a Rose. Say earlier. Can we get into the other $10 winner? Carolina Chardonnay.
4: Yeah, the Santa Carolina Chardonnay. It's wonderful. Apple and pear notes to it. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It does have a little touch of oak. So it does have that little sort of smokiness on the finish mm-hmm. and in the nose. Good for grilling. It's wonderful. with. We talk about lobster rolls and Things that have butter and Mm. and Mm. grilling to them, I just I I think it's a great pairing. It's really refreshing too. Ten dollars, my gosh! Yeah,
0: (laughs) and it can happen that you've got a ten dollars bottle of wine or under, Mm -hmm. and to be honest, it will be junk wine. What they've done at the vineyard to add to the wine is a junk. It's not healthy. We shouldn't have it in our bodies. Mm-hmm. But for some of these places that make wine in other countries, I mean, I'm not saying every American producer does that. That's not the case. No. But you do have to think about it. And so a good rule of thumb is when it's really low price, I start looking outside the country because they have rules yeah. that right. you can't do this. And the right. land
2: in Chile is so perfect for growing grapes, but so inexpensive. Instead yeah, of being like, you know, a zillion dollars for an acre of Napa land, you know, Chile is beautiful, pristine land, and it's affordable. So these wineries from around the world are going there. They use state-of-the-art technology in producing really clean, wholesome wine that's delicious. Delicious to drink, yeah.
4: Absolutely. Great value. And it's hand-harvested. Hand-harvested, still family-owned winery.
0: The one thing I will say about this wine, this is a good wine to pair with many things it has a kind of broad profile to it. You heard Mark talk about a little bit of oak, a nice acidity, and yet a little touch of butter. Sometimes these Chardonnays are in one direction or the other. <laughs> right. And so they go with a particular thing, the lobster roll, an actual mm. lobster because it matches the butter. This one has a broad personality.
4: More versatile. And it's yes. approachable.
0: So you could just stand around and drink
4: it because it's a lovely thing yeah. to do. And you make an interesting point. Sometimes you can taste a wine and it just seems out of balance. It's either too much fruit, too much acidity. It becomes just, an acquired taste for people. This is a wine that just has great balance all the way through. Yeah. It's just got a little bit of touch of everything. In when you're party. doing a party,
2: you have to get wines that everybody's going to like. It's fun to have special wines for special friends, but when you're doing a big group of people, you're in plastic cups, you're outside, mm-hmm. right. people are talking, you know, they're drinking. It's not the time for something super special that, because you're going to leave and you're going to find the cups half
1: full <laughs> later around.
3: <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah. You need that's a broad appeal wine. You yeah, need group friendly yeah. wines, yeah.
1: for yeah. sure. No, I think that's the hardest <laughs> thing sometimes, to <laughs> find <laughs> something that everyone will like. Right? Yeah. Well, that's it. That's Neutral it. and nice. Yeah. So not if, too expensive.
0: If, if you go to our website, you will see this wine, you'll see the label, our remarks about the wine, a picture of the label, you could call up the wine store and make sure it's on the shelf. And if it's not, they'll go to the distributor, look it up in the book, and they should have it to you within 24 hours, Mark. Is Absolutely, that- yeah. Very good. Can we do one mm. more wine thing? So many years ago, when we first started the food schmooze, a man called in and mm. he said, I have a wonderful tradition that comes from my family. And he was Portuguese, and he said, we pour a bottle of cava, Spanish sparkling wine, and it's not expensive anyway. And good, though.
2: Cava's are great. Delicious. 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 Love cava.
0: Intense bubbles, Hmm. beautiful sparkling wine. And he said, you just fill this big stainless steel bowl up with your favorite fruits. You just chop it all up.
2: Like Put it in there. Mm-hmm. St-
0: blueberries, strawberries. Mm-hmm. Put it all in, and then you pour in a bottle Ooh. of this sparkling cava. And then he said, you put a plastic wrap over the top of the bowl and stick it in the refrigerator. It stays in there overnight. Mm. Now, the fruit is macerating. It yeah. is, you know, nice. absorbing the alcohol, almost yeah. cooking in a way, and getting that beautiful texture. Then the next day for your party, you pull it out. He said you can serve it with a ladle as bowls of soup that are a little wonderful because they've got that kava. And the fruit is just luscious. Or you could scoop it over ice cream or Ooh, cake. So
4: refreshing! Yeah, it's
2: a tradition in Galicia, well throughout the north coast of Spain. So if you took that cava and then you blended it with a little lemon sorbet and a dash of cream, you'd make like this cava milkshake. And at the end of dinners, that's tradition. So you have this like flute with this creamy cava really? milkshake. That's mm. your dessert. That's cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's that's you know cool. it's refreshing when you're like full. There's always room for oh, yeah. coffee. <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly. In Argentina, what, what they'll do is they'll make a thing called clerico. And it's mm. basically a white sangria. So they'll take that fruit salad that's been marinating overnight. Fruit
2: salad, that's good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and they'll put a little bit into a glass and then fill it up with more sparkling wine. Brighten so it, up. it brightens oh. it up a little bit more. And you've got a drink with some wonderful oh. pieces mm. of fruit in there. Wow, mm. that's sangria. Yeah,
2: I would oh, boy, good that fresh drinks. fruit on the second round, so strain out that fruit and use it for something, and then put the fresh cava in with fresh pretty fruit, hmm. less macerated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why,
0: why mm. would you not want the fruit that's been uh, poaching overnight in the cava?
2: It'll taste great and be soft, but it'll lose some of its color, and yeah. then if you put mm-hmm. like a fresh cut cubed apples or something, it'll they'll be white and Bright pretty. So
0: you want to add to them?
2: That's what I would A do.
0: mixture of, hmm, it's a good idea.
2: Yeah. Okay, so... You have so the crunch.
0: I don't, I'm not sure we are done with lobster rolls. I think can because it's be, the fourth. Can you ever roll. be? How wet are we, all of us, how wet are we to the traditional? The simple Ooh. lobster roll, either hot or cold. Celery with mayonnaise. With the salt, celery, mayonnaise, onions. Lots
3: of lemon. Mm.
4: See, I'm always, I've always been a hot butter. Yeah, I'm a hot butter Hot guy. buttered roll. I'm on mark
1: Mark's toasted. side on this one. I can't do the mayonnaise cold one. Yeah, just I mean, two. I can what do, do it. Can't. I love lobster. I, just, I don't like either it. I like the hot, I'm a hot butter guy yeah Okay. that's that's oh, my favorite with a little lemon squeezed on oh, top oh yeah I
3: want a lot of lemon or squeeze. maybe yeah. like some
4: some uh, crispy shallots oh. sprinkled over the top now, see now well, we're we getting go. away from here the traditional oh, yeah. see this
0: is what's interesting now I'm dressing it up I like to hear how people get creative with lobster mm-hmm. rolls too because everyone knows how to do a classic oh yeah how do you so, so now you're adding crispy shallots, shallots oh yeah on crunchy. top of your a little lobster crunchy roll. on top of that
4: no, oh yeah this is oh. on the warm one this is on the hot buttered yeah okay Oh, that's we'll call that
2: the hot butter, and you're you're crisping up the shallots in butter. I'm guessing absolutely. But, you know,
0: those crispy shallots would also be terrific on the cold lobster roll that I like.
4: I think they would. I think you, know, you could it would do be that. A little absolutely, nice texture on yeah. there. Mm. You so know, we-
3: when it's cold, I consider it a lobster salad. Yes. When it's hot, I consider it a lobster roll.
4: That's there. That's, yeah. where That's where I the am. distinction yeah. for me. That's lobster right. your salad is on like yeah. a bed of lettuce yeah. or something. Like or it can yeah. be in a roll. Yeah. It yeah. can be in a roll. Lobster salad sandwich.
0: I love the classic yeah. because it's so good. However, I like to fool around. So yeah. I like to do the cold lobster roll, you know, with the mayonnaise and the salt and the pepper. And sometimes I don't even put celery in, Mm -hmm. but I do at the end like to sprinkle on crumbled bacon. Yeah, on the top. <laughs> you know, what's not good? with And bacon? sometimes I like to put fresh corn kernels. Yeah. Oh yeah, into the, into the salad. Oh yeah, oh, into the, the main. And I'll tell you mayonnaise. what: you
4: take some fresh corn off the cob yeah. and you put that in with the hot buttered lobster <laughs> yeah. roll. Now oh. you you almost got yourself a little. So I lamb going on there. What Robin was yeah. saying yeah. without
2: the bread: imagine taking just an iceberg lettuce leaf and making like a little burrito, yeah, maybe with yeah. like an Asian avocado. sort of roll out of it. Oh right? yeah, avocado. That's a good idea. In so it's the salad. It's healthy. No. Carbohydrates, yeah. a summer roll,
0: a yeah. summer roll, okay, yeah. and that's gluten free. Yeah. Am, am I the only one that
1: leaf? likes to like not make the lobster roll? Like, you like to go to a place? Yeah, there's what's the one at the end of the dock in Clinton? Yeah. Uh, down like a little side street. He's Italian, or
0: something. It
1: is by far it's, just sitting there. It's on s- Liberty Street. Yeah, smelling the water. Yes, yes, and it's just this outside shack, right? It's not much. Yeah, oh. but has got boy. a little, He's
0: got a little tent now. Yeah. When he grows things in his garden, you should hear him talk. You just want to weep. It's like a movie. So he is so particular about how he makes the lobster roll, Mm. how the butter must be cooked in the pan. He clarifies the butter. He Mm -hmm. said, oh, no, no, No. we do not just melt Mm. butter and put it. He said, that's not how it's done. He said, you must have the finest butter. When uh-huh. you put this
1: on the roll. I mean, like and the it is, is so good. And, <laughs> it's and maybe it's not like just belt. the lobster roll. Maybe it's the place, too, right? Because you're sitting oh, right on the but wall. Plastic chair, oh, Plastic, plastic yes. chair, Yeah. And it's always busy. Oh, you're okay. always yeah. waiting a couple minutes to get in there to get it. But table you get or, to
0: bring your own wine yeah, or, or beer, beer. or, or yeah. lemonade, whatever yeah. you make. Yeah. You can even bring sides if you yeah. want. He offers some sides, but you can bring your own. So that's a good thing to
2: do.
1: Is anyone making sun tea? Does so anyone ever still make sun tea? We used to have it as a kid. It used to be in a jar yeah, sitting on, on the, the porch. Front porch. I don't know. Yeah, n- I don't, I don't do think that. I see it that much anymore, right? It's gone
2: the way of in.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So does anybody go out for this Italian place we're talking about mm-hmm. in Clinton, down mm-hmm. by the dock? He also cooks sausage and peppers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we'll make yep. you – because oh, that's, that's kind of a holiday. Yep. For
1: your non-seafood non eaters. I usually that's order that
0: too. at some fair mm-hmm. – you know the sausage and peppers yeah. on that grill for a hundred yeah. years is yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The it's, bread soaks
1: it all up. Sometimes it's so and, oh. good. A little you provolone mean, cheese on it. You there just you have go. to go to
2: the gym for two two
1: days <laughs> after. <laughs> all summer go swimming. walk oh, on the beach. The yeah, go bike The bread is right? just, just the fat. The, <laughs> no, just go walk on the beach. <laughs> yeah.
4: How about a batch of whole belly clams? Ah, Perfect yeah. for this I'm a time big of clam year. Fourth of yeah. July. Yeah. I love with, with clam sauce. If they're nice enough, you just squeeze a fresh lemon on them can and go I, at it. Can
0: I do something right now? Now that you have raised this issue, I'd like us to have conversation with you as you're listening to this about where you think the best clams are. Listen, if you want to include the Cape, please do. You know, if there's someplace in New York City. You want to include that, the North Fork or South Fork of Long Island, Massachusetts, wherever it might be. The best clams you have Mm. ever had, fried clams, we would like to know on Facebook. Mm. So here's our address, Faith Middleton Foochmoose. And we'll share some of ours. Too. I know in my family we have great debates on the Cape in the summer about, you know, oh, which place we're going to
2: go to. And, Are you going to get a license? Did who, you already get a license, a no, clam I mean, to get your I own? S- <laughs> a-
0: Alex knows that I paid $300 for, for, a,
1: for a clam for a one
0: resident. You got my one bucket of clams? That, <laughs> I got one bucket of clams. It was the most expensive clams ever on earth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I felt very um, nautical. You know, yeah, i like like a real I feel like we
4: should go out as a group. I think so. That's a really good idea. We could do that. We could definitely do that. Let's
0: go clamming Let's go
4: oh, clamming. yeah. Absolutely. We just gotta find the right spot. Hmm. I got a funny <laughs> feeling right someone spot. would <laughs> give us some guidance. <laughs> the right spot.
0: Well, Clinton. There's some good places in Clinton to Oh go. yeah.
2: In Noank. For mm.
4: sure. Yeah. For the quahogs or whatever. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah those Ooh.
0: are good. Chewy, but they're good.
4: Mm. Oh, stuffies make stuffed clams. Oh I love it. I love stuffed clams. A oh, like little chorizo. But you have uh, to make them yourself. Yeah, the ones you buy too much in places. Breading. Oh, and too much sodium. They just they're don't, loaded with. They stuff. How don't about get casino. casino? Does anyone remember oh, that? Oh, Matt loves one? those. Oh, little little so little a bacon
1: on one little yeah. piece of yeah. bacon yeah. on top, broiled. Who yeah. oh. love that? I don't Ford's see it makes, that much anymore. Ford's makes really? them.
2: Does, yeah, Matt orders it every
1: time. Where's Ford's? In knowing, In knowing. Yeah. see? See, I got to find these places. Oh, I you can look at together. I haven't oh, no. had Clams Casino in a restaurant in years. So old It school. used to be every restaurant had them. Delicious. It's the bacon it's, on top. It is heaven on earth. We did make them. That goes with using our broiler. Absolutely. Remember in the winter we were using our broiler? That goes with it. I tell you, my
2: mom's rice and clams is still the best clam dish I've ever had. I, I, I can it. never recreate it like she can. It's rice and clam broth and paella, I think right? I've put the recipe up yeah. once before, but she can just, they make it in earthenware classically, you know, like yeah, stoneware yeah, you yeah, find yeah. in Spain oh. or Portugal. Oh. Mm? and the she rice make is so clean. us? I think mine's good, but hers is, it's incredible. That'd be yeah. a no. good summer Seriously. thing. Seriously. Yeah. Okay, we we'll I mean Mom, are you We need to try <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, this is a mom, formal we, <laughs> Alex's mom, we need Yeah, We definitely need to try that.
0: Mrs. Provence, is a formal request. We would love for you Come in with that dish. I've been hearing about this for so, so long. So good. This is I oh, oh, can't wait. Yeah. There's so many things. See, mm, the holiday weekend. Summer. It's so much fun. Okay, the water's warm. Fish mm-hmm. are jumping.
2: Snappers are on their way. Yeah, you I'm buy the small. Them this yeah,
1: you buy, get the small ones whole. Yeah. You get them already cleaned. Yeah, and then you just take a knife and slice down. On the outside, yeah. uh, this is whole, and then I just take a little ginger and scallion and garlic, and I put it in those slits. Oh, like Asian, I th- yeah, and I throw it in a bowl with some lime juice and some Sweet. cilantro and a little bit of oil, and you let it sit in there for a little bit, and then I throw them on the grill oh. whole. Oh, and, oh my man. god, it's just so these heaven. are the snapper blues, yeah, the small ones, right? Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. and just the little ones. baby ones. And, oh my god, they're heaven. Oh, I Then you just pick them. Use your hands. You, you don't get even, them at the fish market. Yeah, you, you get them at the no, I'm not a big fisherman, but yeah, they're okay. easy to yeah. catch. Yeah, then you should catch them I'll and bring them, them I'll to us. Bring them in. Yeah, right. I'll cook them. It's a deal. So good. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, this was well, really Well, we've got fun. the menu
1: planned out for the summer, don't we? Oh. Yeah, we do.
0: <laughs> That's the thing. We say it's for the 4th of July, but really it can be for any weekend. All summer All long. the time. <laughs> exactly. All right. We're on WNPR Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Weekdays listen for my 60-second food schmoozes. Our slogan, never eat more than you can lift. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton.